0: two of the Mixtape Book Club podcast. I'm Ellen
1: and I'm Mel.
0: In this episode um, we're going to be talking about pining in Destial Fix*, um, and we're very pleased to welcome our first guest to the podcast, Mittens. Hello, thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. So before we start actually talking about our, our topic today, we, could you do like a little intro of who you are and like what you like to do in the fandom for everyone?
2: Okay, well, I'm Mittens. Well, everybody in the fandom calls me Mittens because my screen name is Mittens Borgle on uh, Tumblr and Twitter and everywhere, So <laughs> except AO3, which is Mitten raced. But um, I write fic, meta, and I'm always here for the show.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, speaking of the show, we should probably start by saying this, that today... We're recording this on September 10th, 11th for me in Australia. And today is the the final day of shooting, like, season 15. Yeah. So the fandom is having a bit of an implode, um, generally, on the tweets. How are you guys feeling about that? We'll just briefly mention it before we
2: actually get into fake stuff. I've just been following it all day. It's like the opposite of doom scrolling for once, just going through Twitter and just seeing all the thank you supernatural tweets and the, and the fan, it's like a fandom group hug today. And it's just, it's hard and, and sad so nice. and it, but it's, yeah, it's so sweet. And I just,
0: it's so nice that to, to be actually having some, um, positive kind of yes <laughs> things in the fandom, like the last few weeks have been a bit of a mess, but today has been so good for everyone just thanking each other and the show and the cast and everybody.
1: Yeah, it's been. I'm going to personally claim this vibe that we have today and try and just carry it forward because. Yes. The way, the way I'm looking at it, when the when the show's done airing, we've got nothing left to argue about, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's right. It's all canon. But who, who needs canon? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this is that um, now we we can move forward and um, enjoy the fan works that we are creating and that other people have created. So yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about what happened in the show <laughs> <laughs> or what's going to happen. Let's go let's move on to some pining.
1: Okay. <laughs> Dean and Ca- when when it comes to Dean and Cass, I still think and I've said this before on various social media platforms and I will go into it again. Um I still think that Dean and Cass whether fully canon what we see on the screen people's interpretations of canon whether it's fic or anything pining is still their number one trope no matter how you look at it <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. that, that's that's my view of things like it's almost impossible to write destiel unless you're talking about maybe just like a little kind of porny one-shot kind of deal it's really difficult to write destiel without pining yeah yeah
0: absolutely i mean it's gone on for so long now like You know, it's been 12 years um, since Castile arrived and um, basically the whole way through they've just been making those eyes at each other and um, what do you think, Minz?
2: Yeah, the whole, from even back in season six, you know, much of the time I'd rather be here. Stuff like that that's just like, this has been part of the narrative that Cass would rather be there and then anywhere else except, you know, duty keeps tearing them apart or you know various apocalypses and you know are trying to trying to protect each other by trying to fix the problem alone rather than asking for help from each other because they're protecting the other and it's just like god already please just ah, (laughs) you know
0: Mm. yeah i mean even if you don't read it as as a romantic kind of relationship even if you want to say that they're just friends they still yes like they're worried about each other all the time and Mm -hmm. I think that um even like not apart from the worrying the actual miscommunication is the thing that drives pining really isn't it like they don't tell each other what how they're feeling a lot of the
2: time (laughs) it's all it's all like a very it's like they're living their lives as a ongoing gift of the magi like they'll oh you know even like last season Cass thinks Jack is what Dean will make Dean happy like saving being able to save Jack and he just without even a thought he trades his own life for Jack. Yeah. and it's just like oh my god you moron you're also part of his <laughs> happiness you know he, uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: just talk yeah. to each other <laughs> that that noise right there that noise is the pining noise yes <laughs> because at some point during every pining thick or discussion of pining someone will have to make that noise <laughs> yeah.
0: yep and i think and a lot of the time it's probably sam <laughs> it's like, what are you doing <laughs> just
1: uh
0: anyway that's a whole nother episode that we want to talk about sam oh. like knowing and yeah we'll, we'll have to get into that some of the time Okay, so the fix that we chose... We've chosen two fix to read for this week's um, episode. And I guess we'll start um, with Mittens' fic, obviously. Now, this is an older fic for you. It was back in... Um, 2015. 2015 for um, Dean Cass' Big Bang, mm-hmm. DCBB. Um, we've had both... of We accidentally actually chose two explicit fix. Like, I think at the start we were like okay maybe we'll try and do some that are explicit and some not but I think like we just read so many explicit at the moment that we're just going to end up doing <laughs> explicit ones anyway but never mind so revenge of the subtext um I will read the the, the summary I guess yeah let's do that okay
2: <laughs> and then we'll let's talk about what happens
0: like, ah. no I'll read your words back in <laughs> Things are finally settling back down to normal since Cass gave up his grace to cure Dean of the mark. Well, as normal as their lives are allowed to get, Sam relentlessly finds new cases to work, one right after the other. But Dean thinks they need a break to let Cass have some purely human fun for once. It's true they've had a difficult time readjusting to humanity at first, but Dean thinks Cass deserves to do more than ride around in the backseat and follow them on monster hunts. Then again, Dean's a little bit scared to ask Exactly what Cass would want, just in case it doesn't include spending quite so much time with him. And with Sam, of course. Sam's been tracking a series of odd occurrences in Laramie, Wyoming, for the last few weeks that looks just enough like a case to finally convince Dean they should go check it out. Whether they like it or not, the goddess responsible for the weirdness in Laramie takes an immediate interest in the three less than perfectly happy hunters who've stumbled into her town. That's actually a really... A really awesome summary.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't even it's, remember what I had written for it. It was so long ago.
0: Well, it's, it's long. And so it gives you like a really good idea of what's coming <laughs> in the story.
2: But it does, um, it like, gives you no idea what's happening in the story. <laughs> yeah. At the it same time, yeah. it gives you no idea.
1: Yeah. It doesn't um, spoil anything, but it does give you a good idea of what you're about to sink your teeth into. So.
2: Yeah.
1: First, it would be quite interesting to find out where the idea for this fic came from
2: a single text post on Tumblr. Um, I, I opened it so I could read it. But someone I kind of like knew was like a friend of a friend posted, if Jared and Jensen ever went to prank their fans, ever want to prank their fans and truly freak everyone out, that they, all they'd have to do is burst into a con, dirty and bloody, and just stay in character. That's it. <laughs> and- yes my i stared at that post it's the whole post i stared at it and the whole story just came to me because I, I, I had just i had just heard about the DCBB being a thing for the first time like five minutes before i read this post and yeah. i was just or, or that signups were happening and i just um i was like oh god i want to think of something to sign up with and then i, I just wheels started turning and i was like okay what if they did go to a con, like French Mistake style? Like, what what would happen, you know? So it became the story, and I started typing at the original author of this post, Shelley, and she loved the idea so much that she's like, can I beta read for you? And so we were, she helped, she was my beta reader for years after that, so. And we actually, when, when I had finished writing this, and... Um, before it had posted the two of us were both at the same supernatural convention so we couldn't we couldn't tell anybody what the story was about yet but we could (laughs) enjoy the experience for ourselves and I was like I don't think neither of us think we would have survived the con without being able to talk to each other about it (laughs) yeah because we couldn't tell anyone else so um but yeah no that was really great
0: yeah I guess we should say at this point in case people haven't read it and are a bit confused, that um, uh-huh. they they do it is a, a bit French Mistakey in this fic. Like um, Dean and Cass do get sent to the the verse where their actors come from, and in return, um, Jensen and Misha are sent back to the supernatural verse. So it's um it's like also like a little bit of real person fiction in there as well. I guess the important part of, that I miss skipped talking about in the summary was the fact that Cass gave up his grace to cure Dean of the Mark so it's actually like a a canon um you know divergent as well so it's start like you've actually got a different ending to season 10 which I think is brilliant because you know what the hell's up yeah. with all that Amara stuff anyway <laughs> or or, so. or you know
2: and this, this also um I was about halfway through writing it when 1021 aired and Charlie and i yeah i I, yeah. I just died inside. I was like, "How can I keep writing this story? I know I will rage write Charlie into an in Felicia into an essential place in this story and yep, so I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, this is my season ten fix it fix <laughs> yeah. We well,
0: did a brilliant job. I wish it had happened like that.
1: <laughs>
2: Same. Yeah. Can we just accept this as canon instead? <laughs> right. Yeah. I I I would I I said originally when I first posted this that this is my canon and I don't care what happens, and then I saw season eleven and it's it was like my favorite season for a few years until fourteen, and then I'm like. I kind of like season 11 <laughs> so oh, right. you know I'll take it but this this helps me with season 10 anyway so. so I guess um
0: going into the fic um obviously Dean and Kaz are pining for each other a lot but that really sort of ramps up in when they get into the alternate universe because I don't know if this is a spoiler to say that Jensen and Misha are actually married in the um,
1: yes
2: in that so, in that universe they are yeah
1: i think it's early, early enough on in the fic that it's probably reasonable
2: to reveal yeah it's <laughs> yes. f- five years if somebody hasn't read it in five years then you know they're also not really like in it the fic it's just mentioned you know like cuz yeah cuz they're they're in the other universe so they're which is actually... Well, you do have an optional sequel, I right? I do. Everything that happened to Sam during this. Oh man,
0: I'm, I John's haven't name. read that part yet, but I'm really looking forward to it because I'd love to hear what happens with
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think it's quite fascinating how you can play with these characters because they are essentially the French mistake AU versions of themselves mm-hmm. rather than it being sort of true RPF in the sense of you have that whole real world issue to deal with Mm -hmm. this is something where you could be a lot more playful with it like for example um daniel does not exist in this universe because she did not yet exist in supernatural
2: but also i've said you know this is like the french mistake but not quite because you know misha's dead in the french mistake <laughs> au yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that a but then then supernatural did me the the honor of validating the multi, the multiverse and making this a canon a yeah, uh, yeah. similar to that so you know when when all alternate universes are valid this is valid <laughs> that's so awesome
1: one of the greatest gifts that the writers ever gave us in oh, the show yeah. <laughs>
0: All of our worlds are real somewhere. <laughs> I love it.
1: Mittens, what was your favorite scene in this film? Because I know what mine is. So um, I'm curious uh, to yours and if it was also one of the easiest to write because you like it or if those two things have no relation for you.
2: Well, when, when, I, when, I first, when you first said that, I'm like, oh, it's obvious. It's the scene where they're watching the videotape of Taz saving Dean. Um, in the alternate universe. They're watching oh, the videotape. Yes. And that wonderful. was not easy it. to write at all. I, that's like two times in my entire life I have made myself cry while writing something, and that's one of them. So that was definitely oh. not easy to write because I basically sobbed the whole time I was typing it. Um, and then, um, but I don't, the more I think about it, I'm not, I, one of my favorite scenes to to write that was fun to write was... Um, Cass waking up in the hotel room, wrapped around Dean, not, not thinking it was his pillow. And he's like crawling around on the floor, like trying to find his clothes and like, can't figure out what's going on. And he's like (laughs) freaking out and he's like, you know, he just, (laughs) it was, I I loved writing that. That was hilarious and so much fun.
1: Yes, that was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At this, when I got to that point in the story, actually, I should tell you, I was, I'd actually come i'd read the first chapter and then i kind of put it down for a day or two and when i came back to it i'd forgotten that there was like a a real world element to it so when mm. i got to that bit i was like oh, what the hell is going on here? but yeah that was an awesome surprise to like forget about it <laughs>
1: <got pretty> <laughs> my favorite scene in that fic the in the entire thing i have to say is probably some of the explicit parts later. Oh and gosh! Oh no! I don't. I I don't usually <laughs> ever say that about thick. Because don't get me wrong, I enjoy those scenes as Ooh. much as anyone else. But I'm usually more drawn to like the emotional parts of, mm. of fic, usually. Um, but that one is a particular favorite because I love imperfection in oh. explicit scenes.
2: That's definitely imperfection. Um, yes I mean there's like there's like it's it's almost like slapstick comedy happening during it it's like oh my god I can't yes. believe i read this
1: Anyways, <laughs> we won't spoil it we won't spoil it for everyone listening mm-hmm. um but the fic does contain my favorite fictional inanimate cock block ever mm-hmm. so if you want to find out what that is <laughs> you really have to read this one <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sex is like a funny thing, anyway. In general, I find so yeah, yeah. to actually write it into a story where things actually go wrong and you know limbs get in the wrong places and you know someone <laughs> interrupts Sam not looking at you. Um, uh-huh. That's just, it's just a, feels a bit more realistic to me. Anyway. Yeah. It's not like straight porn. If you know,
1: yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, sex is sexy, but sex is also pretty funny. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all just flailing around, so you know. <laughs>
0: Do you, okay, so Mittens, when you are writing a story, do you plot it or, like, are you a plotter or a panther? Like, do you just, do you plot your stories out or do you actually just make it up as they come?
2: Well, I have I have notes, which sometimes just consist of a sentence. Like, my notes for Revenge the Subtext for that post, that Tumblr post. That was all I had when I started writing. Uh-huh. And uh, sometimes I have, like, a half a page of, like... This happens, this happens, and that happens, and then this is how... And I always know how they're going to end. Everybody's going to be happy, you know, whatever. That's the obvious bit. But um, <laughs> it's like, how do I get there? And that, that's never plotted in advance. But I've, I've tried to explain what happens to other people. And some people think I'm just nuts. And some people are like, oh, I get it, I get it. But it's like my brain plays a little movie. And I transcribe it as it happens. <laughs> that's all. I, yeah. I, I don't know how it happens or where the movie comes from or what, but that's what I feel like I'm doing most of the time. There's only one fiction awesome. I have ever written like a true outline for, and that was Around the World in 24 Days because of the nature of the story being a competition. Um, with Oh, and I wrote notes for Cakepocalypse too because it was also like a... I had to write notes on who the contestants were in each episode and what the what what they made in each episode of the contest but like around the world in 24 that days it made had, me so hungry i know <laughs> I, I gained like 12 pounds when i was writing that story cuz i kept buying cake <laughs> oh god oh. <laughs> but that was a great story um yeah and around the world in 24 days i had to plot because of it was the amazing race so i had to plot all these like international travel and locations, and uh, like challenges for them to meet and clues for them to find, and I figured there was no way I could sit down and write that story. With, I have like five thousand word outline for that story, and it's a hundred thousand word story, so it's um, yeah. quite a lot of outlining. <laughs> but I I plotted everything on that from you know who the side characters were, like the cameraman and the and the um, like who was who was in which position at the end of every leg and who got eliminated and what their prizes were i mean it was just but it wasn't like detailed it wasn't exactly like plotting out the details of a drama but it was more like an itinerary that i had to follow so i but other than that no i don't i don't plot things out
0: yeah i think that when you get into a fic that's got complicated elements like that you kind of really need to um take down the details don't you <laughs> just yeah, to keep things straight yeah. in your own mind as you go
2: through I had to keep a running chart when I was writing the six-way body swap fit, but <laughs> because I had to remember who imagine. was in who and where and where in the bunker they were at the time because like if I start, started having the wrong person in the wrong body talking to the you know it would have been yeah. a mess so I, I just kept a chart of who was in whose body and where they were and every moment as I was writing and just changed the details as, it, as they swapped bodies again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wow. But that, that wasn't even like an outline. That was literally just a chart.
1: <laughs> That's really interesting to me because I'm the person who does the work and then gets rid of it. Like I will intricately plot out every single thing I want to happen in a Vic and then end up kind of throwing it out the window when I start writing <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> like a scene will do what it needs to do and it'll a little bit like you said in the movie it'll kind of be playing out in my head as I mm-hmm. write mm-hmm. and um sometimes I realize that what I've planned out is not what the
2: movie in my head is doing
1: so
0: <laughs> well those characters they just like to do their own thing don't they
2: yeah <laughs> so yeah and I've, I've I've discovered like when I first started writing like long before I ever wrote fit when I was just writing you know urban fantasy novels Um, I, 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 somebody advised me that you should absolutely write a detailed outline and I'm like, okay, so I started writing a detailed outline, but by the time I got to the end of chapter one, I realized I had not written a detailed outline. I'd (laughs) written chapter one. I I figured there's no point for me to try and outline it because I just end up making it so detailed that it's actually a chapter. So it's, (laughs) it's just an exercise in frustration for me trying to write a bullet point outline or
1: something. Don't fight yourself and don't fight the story, probably. So our second pining fic that we will be discussing today is Molting Expectations by Trisha, Trisha Trisha16 on AO3. Uh, So let's start with the summary for this one. After having trouble coping with a traumatic incident on the job, Dean takes his little brother's advice and leaves everything behind to go and stay at the old family cabin in Colorado. Nobody's been there for years, so it needs some major work, but it's secluded, and it turns out to be exactly what Dean needs in order to start to feel at peace again. Now in the mountains with nothing but nature to amuse himself with, he takes up bird watching and plans a hike into the mountain range across from his cabin in search of a golden eagle. High up in the mountains, he discovers human footprints. Thinking someone is in danger, he follows them into a cave and quickly becomes familiar with a form of wildlife he could never have imagined, winged people who call themselves angels. So this was put out in twenty eighteen and it's a hefty hundred and sixty three thousand words. Um and again it is another explicit fic.
0: It so, sure is. Yes. This <laughs> one this one is
1: very explicit.
0: <laughs> I mean this it's a longer a longer fic but but it does what like this is what Trisha is really great at in her in all of her stories is getting the, the smut and the fluff in there. This is like 163 words of fluffy smut. <laughs> it's it's lovely um, in that, like, they meet. So, okay, let's go back to the actual premise. Cass is an angel, obviously, with, with wings that exist in this plane. Um, the Society of Angels lives up in the mountains and meets Dean, and basically they get it. They get together qu- barely quickly in the scheme of the of the fic and they just have a great time together
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think the two fics that we're reading today are actually interesting to, to put together and look at as a whole because it kind of covers two different things that planning can mean to different people mm-hmm. because um we have revenge of the subtext where they're planning for quite a bit of the fic before there's any kind of big getting together moment and it's Um, canon so it takes
2: all that pining from years of canon yeah it takes
1: that's a very interesting point it It takes a lot more time Mm -hmm. i sometimes feel like in canon fics to get to that point whereas if you're in an au you kind of you can have a clean slate if you want to going Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this fic molting expectations although they get together reasonably soon in the in the length of the fic that it's quite close to the beginning where that happens but yeah. there's more of a long distance relationship we don't think we're going to be able to be together kind of pining aspect yeah. to this one mm-hmm.
0: and they don't they avoid discussing it with each other I think for a while as well so it's got that extra kind of non-communication mm-hmm. that adds to the pining
2: aspect. The assumption that it's casual or or like a one-time thing or, you know, an isolated. Yeah, it has an end date. Yeah, and that it's not emotional. <laughs>
1: it it's is, always it's emotional the, with these two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this, this week is very emotional, and I love the, um, the details in this as well, like not just with their um, actual emotional responses to each other, but also the, you know, the cabin that they're staying in and um, – like the way that Cass's wings react to different emotional kind of things that happen, and you know the feathers and all of this. so there's little details in there that, like this is quite a character driven fic. Like there's not um, there's not a lot of plot that goes on, but but the actual details of the characters are really gorgeous.
1: I loved it. Yeah, I think at some point we will have to do an episode specifically on wing fic, um, just because it's something that's. Quite unique to the supernatural fandom that we have yeah. so much of it. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is actually, obviously, a very good example of that, even though it's not canon. Um, it still works as a very good example of Wing fic.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish we get to see Cass's wings a bit more
1: in the actual show. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> all, all I wanted, I had one wish for season 15, and that was for us to get a Cass, like, you know, the, the Jack wing shot that we got of him protecting Mary. That was
2: all yeah. life. <laughs> 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 we might well, get it so it never. Seven episodes.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Do you have a specific scene that stands out in your mind, Ellen from this one?
0: Oh man, um a lot of the my favourite scenes in this one were towards the end. Um so I can't really I don't really want to spoil it, but um you know, all the way through they've got this thing where um where Cass says that they bond for life and they're they're not, neither of them are really sure if the other one would ever want them as a bond mate, you know. Um, but as you, you can probably work out what will happen at the end, obviously, <laughs> they can end up bonded. But um, the way that that kind of unfolds is like my favorite scene. I think it's really beautiful. And it kind of, when it all came out, I was sitting there going, you're
2: making the Yeah,
0: I don't want to give anything else away about it because it's so lovely. But yeah, go read it. How about you, Mel?
1: Um, I actually liked quite a lot of the early scenes, kind of um, the the world-building parts, essentially, where Dean is just learning about Cass and who he is and how he works and how he lives. and It's obviously that the reader is learning as well, but it's really nice that the way the fic is set up, we get to do that with Dean, so it never feels like any kind of info dump at any point. Um, Yeah. So I think the the world building was really successful in this fic. And I'm a really plotty person with fic. I love fics that draw me in the plot. So initially, when I read this one, I thought, okay, I'll probably like this because I like Trisha's fics. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be kind of one of my top ones of hers just because I do like that plotty aspect a lot. But even though this was really character-driven, because of all that world-building and the way it was set up, doing that with Dean, this ended up being one of my favourites because even, mm-hmm. even though it's lacking the, the element that personally is one of my favourite things. So she did that so well, she even got me on board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of um, of Angels Wild. You've, you've been I know you've been reading that recently, Mal.
1: <laughs> I have been, yeah. I, I dived back into of... that.
0: I love that fix. It's like one of the first AU fix that I ever read. Like, why not jump in the deep end with both feet? But um, <laughs> it's um, the way that, that Cass lives and, you know, the way that he sort of survives on his own and whatever was really, it reminded me of that. So now I might have to go into a reread of that too at some point.
1: <laughs> so that was one of your first AUs?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what how that came about because, you know, a lot of people start off with, Canon, you know, and um, someone suggested reading this one, and I went, "Oh, yeah, whatever." And then I just loved it;
1: <laughs> it was amazing. I think my very first supernatural fic of any kind was actually binging the entirety of Redemption Road. That was the very first thing. Oh my god! That wow. I read. So apparently, I just dived into half a million words rather than trying to think. I think Angel's
0: of Wild is like over. 200k right yeah yeah
2: something like 240
0: yeah but Redemption Road is like on another level of <laughs> yeah it's like down to Agincourt kind of a <laughs> level of longness length longness that's not
2: a word I've, anyway. <laughs> I confess that I have only read certain chapters of Redemption Road I've never read the whole thing but um oh
1: but there are certainly chapters that I go back and reread.
2: Yeah. Um, just obviously my, my favorite ones. But it does, yeah. I think, benefit from the context of... Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I knew the but, whole story yeah. going in. And I'd been, like, spoiled on what the story was. So, but it was <laughs> still... It's still me.
1: Do you remember what your first Dusty fic was? Me?
2: Um, mm. Golly, I don't... I don't even remember. I remember one of the first I read though I believe was Angel's Wild. And then another one was um, Angel Hawk by Almasi. Um And then uh-huh. uh, and then I read like a lot of, before that, I read a lot of canon fic, but those were the first like AU fic.
0: I mean, a lot of these ones are, are great to talk about in the context of pining anyway, because mm-hmm. they heavily involve, because they're so long for, for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to involve pining as one of their main... Um, tags, I guess, but like we've got like a bunch of other fix that we've written down as um, extra pining fix that we love. Mm. Uh, one of our our good friends, Mandela Rose recently, like must be in like late last year, she um, published her big fix Stay With Me, Sweetheart which is an AU uh, with Cass being a teacher and he's in a car accident and um He takes a fairly long road to recovery, but Dean is a firefighter who helps to rescue him from the wreck of his car. And that has some of the most beautiful pining in it that I have ever read. I think (laughs) she does a a fantastic job of just making them um, like at, at one, like, it's one of those fics where you just want to scream at them after a while. You're just like, come on, you both obviously are really into this. Like, come on. And they've both got problems that they can't overcome, whatever. But, yeah, I love it. If you haven't read Stay With Me,
1: Sweetheart, I recommend that one. Um, another pining fic, um, a shorter one this time, because pining doesn't always have to be, you know, 500,000 words in, in one go. Um, there are a lot of authors that very successfully do it in a lot less One of my favorites is Checked Out by Wings. Um, I really enjoy that fic. It's also an interesting way of looking at how um, characters who, um, how asexual spectrum characters, can fit into planning fics. Mm. Oh yeah. I've read all of her things,
2: so I'm sure I've read it.
1: (laughs) Um, In this one, um, Cass works at a library, the Heaven's Gate Library, um, and Dean is a local writer. Yeah, um, and it's, it's very much a case of he's convinced that he's not going to like this person, and clearly, as the fit goes on,
2: they changes. liked each other very, very much.
0: <laughs> Our fandom is so predictable sometimes,
1: <laughs> isn't it? Great, <laughs> it's, it's comforting though, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: no, definitely. That's why we read it because we know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that you don't get with books like books that you get from the library or whatever <laughs> you don't really know what's going to happen is it going to be happy I mean if it's a romance it's always going to have a happy ending but
2: and and it's like do you know if you're even going to like these characters or are they just going to be like meh they're characters you know but you go into thick, already being in love with the characters and already yes. being in love with the idea of them pining for each other like because You've watched the show, and that's why you've sought out fanfic, you know, in the first place, is to see this. And so the fact that it's so easy to find, and it's everywhere, it's just wonderful.
0: Actually, you know what? I was I was fascinated, like, this is a few months ago now, when Um, Trenchgate Baby and I were posting our big fic um, last year, and we had a reader uh, who kept commenting, and they had never seen the show before. And they just got into it because... Um, of they'd been reading fig so I think they were a fan of, of hers um, and she was oh. reading through all our fics and I was like how how have you done this <laughs> like I don't understand they were going to start watching the show and um, sending us like a, a live kind of tweeting of what oh, they thought wow. of the actual show Oh wow. it was amazing I, I just couldn't believe it at the time
2: yeah I I know another author that that's happened to I don't know if you've ever read Painted Angels by Wynne Jenster. Oh, yes, okay. I love that. Well, yes. she's, one of, she's <laughs> one of my best friends on the planet. and um, But she got a, a similar message, you know, from someone who had just had the story, recommended to her, had never heard of Supernatural, read the entire verse of Painted Angels and all the sequels and everything, and wrote to, wrote this long, beautiful, heartfelt letter about how this was the most touching story she'd ever read. And like, it's like, uh, How I, c- wonderful. I can't even imagine someone who has no connection to the show jumping in and feeling that connected to the characters through fanfic, where the assumption for most readers going in is that you already know and love these characters. And yeah. to feel that from um, the power that, that fans put into our stories. It's just, it's amazing. So yeah. I love that. It definitely says something
1: about the talent of the authors that we have in this fandom, that Mm -hmm. even somebody without that context, because I think a lot of us do put those little lines and little Easter eggs and little things in there that you would have to be a fan to get Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in AUs, I think we're, you know, the fandom's quite famed for it. Even our AUs have have those famous lines and those little hints here and there that tie them directly back to canon. Mm -hmm. So the fact that even not understanding any of that somebody could go in and enjoy something like that, I think is really just a testament to how amazing some of the authors that we have in this fandom actually are. We're we're, we're pretty spoiled, all things considered. Yeah. We
2: are. We really are. Well, we have great source material to work from, because these characters are great. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: another more recent and truly excellent example of pining um, and also an example of post-canon fic, which is one of my favorite kind of a curtain fic sort of deal almost, um, is a fic by And I Meant It to Sting um, oh, called wow. Kelp. I need somebody.
2: Yeah. Anyone
1: who knows me knows I'm a sucker for terrible humor and puns. Yeah. So <laughs> I would have been drawn in just by the title of this one. <laughs> Um, it's a fic that starts off um, in the week after Michael was defeated. So it's a, a, a rewrite of how that happened. Um, and then they they go off with a case. And I'm not going to spoil anything else after that. But it's very piney <laughs> in multiple ways. It was actually written for um, the Dean Cass Pinefest, who, who Mittens here helps mod along with Cass. Um, so would you like to tell us a little bit more about that bag, Mittens, and
2: how it came to be? Oh, the bank. I don't know how it came to be because well, I, I... How kind did you of, end up there? Um, how did I end up there? Um, during the first year, I had signed up to um, write for it. And I was already friends with Cass. And um, she needed some help, like, monitoring stuff and asked me if I'd help just because I already knew Kate Cass. So <laughs> I was like, sure, <laughs> sure, I'll help, you know. And um, so I just kind of became the secretary. <laughs> but Cass, it's Cass's baby and um she it's you know she she does most of the behind the scenes work but you know I'm just here to help help file things and keep track of things and make sure everybody's having a good time and this you know not confused well it's one I of the,
0: the most um well-run bangs that <laughs> I've been a part of so thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, thank it's a you.
1: personal favorite for both myself and Ellen, I think. And we try to make Also, it a tiny way. Easter egg here. It's how I met Ellen. Oh, yeah, three years right, ago. <laughs> <to you. laughs> Maybe two years ago now.
2: Considering we're all about the emotional suffering and the pining and the pain, we wanted to make it as pleasant an experience as possible for everybody <laughs> who <participates. laughs> And we're relatively small bang. I mean, we're not like. DCBB with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of participants, but you know, we're 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 thrilled with everybody who participates, and we're like a little family now. I think because we have a lot of the same authors and artists who join every year, but we're just we're here for the pioneer
0: <laughs> oh, and there's some brilliant fix that have actually come out of it over the years. I have to say, oh, yeah. like every time the um, the the sort of fix get published, each it's sort of around February March time
2: yeah we there. we usually try and publish um, sometime around valentine's start publishing around like valentine's we, but we got pushed back a little bit this year because of the world in general <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah just yeah yeah
0: yeah it's like the second destile christmas you know like the first <laughs> one we usually say is <laughs> when the DCDBB fix start coming out and then pine fest is like the the next round of Destial
1: Christmas.
0: <laughs> <Destiel>. <laughs> it all really brilliant bits.
1: <laughs> With pine trees. Yep.
0: I mean, I guess we should probably, like if people who are listening and um, they've never been in a bang before and they're not sure what it involves, um, maybe we could go over a little bit about that. So, sure. like, the whole point of a bang is to um, encourage authors and artists to create content for a ship. Like, they have bangs in all different fandoms bangs of different sizes too. Like sometimes you can have like a mini bang where you just write like 2,000 words and ones like Pine Fest where you guys ask for like 20,000 mm-hmm. um, or less. I think like Tw- sometimes or it's 20,000,
2: right. yeah. Oh, I was going to say there's also the reverse bang where um, authors ch- write based on the artist. The artist draws art. Yeah, yeah you know, so the,
0: artist, the artists go first. Yeah, mm-hmm. they create an, a piece of art and then – the, it's claimed by an author who then writes
2: a story about it Yeah, I realise I and, should have waited to say that until after you mentioned the art part oh,
0: that's cool, that's cool. I'll, I'll flip it around and do it the other way now so then, so in in Pinefest for example and other bangs such as um, DCBB and we should also mention at some point that when this episode goes to air, you can correct me if I'm wrong here Mel, but the media big bang will also be open for authors to sign up at that point
1: yes they will um it will be opening up on the 12th so as we're recording this in like two days time um oh my god and we usually we usually try and coordinate with pine fest because we don't want anything to clash there are lots of authors in this fandom that enjoy both things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so we we usually try to kind of stagger ourselves so we're posting a little after pine fest does um so you can have a good dose of pining and then get some some media Before you get a- your some time and fix. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I guess the, the the authors sign up first and um, start writing or get their ideas, and then after a little while, um, they publish their um, summary, um, and then an artist will claim. You know, big flurry of activity. All the artists will try to claim the fic that they want to create art for. <laughs> which is usually one of the most stressful parts of being involved in a bang. Yes. Uh, it's also
1: exciting, though. I think the longer very you do exciting. it, the more it becomes an exciting thing rather than a stressful thing. Yes. Or well, maybe that's just me. <laughs> <I don't laughs> know. Maybe I'm just immune now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's it's stressful when you first start out, you're right, but then um, after a while you're like, okay, it's fine if I'm the last person claimed, no big deal. <laughs> but, yeah, you can be – like different um, banks sort of approach that in different ways and um so I guess the the point is that in the end everybody does get claimed so all of the fics that are published for a bang will have art um and and then like a couple of months later a bunch of fics get published (laughs) it's fantastic and um obviously like people drop out along the way and if they can't make the deadlines I mean I think that's if you're going to be a part of a bang, I think it's important to um, sort of consider whether writing to or, or creating art to a deadline is for you. Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people get really turned off by that. I mean, it, it motivates me to write, like, more if there's a deadline
1: approaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a point where there can be too many deadlines, but for me, I'm very much a light a fire under my ass kind of person. <laughs> so...
2: Whenever I've participated in Bangs, going back to that original DC baby, I set, I said set, always set a personal draft deadline for like three weeks before the actual deadline, because that way I'm like, well, that way I'll have time to revise it a little bit and like edit it, a little, or just put it down and walk away from it so I'm not stressing about submission for the final deadline. And so, so yeah. that's how I've always approached it, and it does light fire under me, and but I know other people see the deadline and just stress and freeze and can't. So, you know, it's whatever it is. Yeah, so.
0: I, yeah I often find that um, if I'm always like, you'll hear me complaining about the fact that I have a deadline. I've got like three fixed to write and blah, blah, blah. Oh. But if I don't have that, um, I, I don't have the motivation to actually sit there and bang it out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I find that helps me. Um, But anyway, uh, there there are bangs on all different topics as well. Like we just mentioned the the media big bang, which Mal is a mod for, which involves media, obviously movies and books and like random other things that involve media. Yep.
1: Anything that can inspire any kind of media at all.
0: And oh my God, there are some fantastic stories that have come out of the last couple of rounds of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I've just been part of... um, and and Mel's been involved to the uh, Regency Big Bang that like which was an S P N one so it involved other ships apart from Destiel as well so that they've just finished posting as as of when this episode will come out so if you like Regency period dramas um, go and check out those stories because they're fantastic
1: stories. There's the Harlequin. I know
2: there's the
1: harlequin. Yeah, that's a very interesting one actually, yeah. because of the way it's set up is slightly different to yes. other bangs in that you actually claim a prompt to write from.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, it's I've a harlequin in
1: that not this year, but the year before. I didn't have time this year, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting way to write. Some people, I think, write really well from prompts, whereas other people prefer to just have it come entirely from their own their own brain.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. So it was a challenge for me, but a really good one. I think it's it's good to do something a little different now and again. Yeah,
0: yeah. One of the fix that the the bangs that ran uh, last year, um, I think the signups have already closed for that now. But the perfect pair bang was another one that was a little different in the setup. And there are some other ones um, this year that have popped up that are similar. Actually, um, is that it was like a it was like a speed dating thing where you. Um, signed up as an author or an artist, and then you did. We did a um, a series of chats um, anonymously with, like, I I chatted anonymously with like five or six different artists over like a week. Like each day, I spoke to a different person, and we like compared ideas and talked about what we might like to write and and art for and all that kind of thing. And then at the end of that whole process, they matched. Like we put in who we'd like to to be matched with and um then so I got matched up with Threshi who's like a amazing artist and I was so happy that we got to work together but um so then we worked on the fic and the art like together through the whole um process and and um you know posted back in earlier in the year so that was a really different experience in terms of um the way that, that bang was run
1: That's Um, really interesting. I feel like I'd be a disaster at that one. I'm not a speed dating person. I'm a babbling idiot. So I'm going to, like, I don't think I could
0: ever do speed dating for real. (laughs) (laughs) But but this was really good fun because everyone was there to, like, you know, make stories and um, uh, So it was, like, a lot of fun. I think that they've already um, closed their applications for this year, but it will be, I'm sure it'll run again in some form soon. So.
1: Yes, because just because the show is ending. Fanfic is nowhere near ending.
0: <laughs> exactly, and um, we've also got the um, there's like the ones like FlipFest where um, tropes are well, you know, oh, how do you? I can't. My words not working right now. Yeah. How do you describe FlipFest? Yeah. Uh, you you so take you the take usual the tropes, tropes from the and
2: show, flip it upside down, reverse
1: yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Do what it says so, on the
1: box. Flip it over.
0: Mm-hmm. So like Dean is an angel. Cass is a hunter that kind of thing but people take it to the really interesting kind of combinations of of flipping
2: (laughs) yeah like Cass is a a a mechanic who drives a 67 Impala and Dean is you know you know the straight laced accountant type you know Yeah. Everything, everything. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think mittens just almost exactly described my flip-fest fake from two years ago. That's probably where I got <laughs> yep. the idea
2: from. Then <laughs> <laughs> I probably read it. So
1: but, yeah, that's. It's, it's a, an interesting challenge to do because we're so attached to these characters the way they are and we have them kind of set in our heads in a certain way, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. a fun challenge to be able to flip those tropes while still making them recognizable and feel like themselves. Yes. Yeah. And
2: that's, that's a real challenge for, you know, like, I've been too scared to try to do that one. Like, I don't know if I could do that. But, you know, there's different degrees yeah. of flippage that you can engage in.
0: I feel like as in in fanfic um especially we don't do a lot of the character development as such, like our characters come to us fully formed, mm-hmm. and we're just putting them in new situations, i guess um with something like flip fest your oh uh, you don't i mean it doesn't have to be a flipping of a character, you can yeah. flip anything in the story, but um but it's a good exercise every now and again, probably for us as as writers to mm-hmm. try to write. characters in a slightly different way yeah just to kind of keep those character wheels turning
2: (laughs) it's like it's like the one level up from writing an au because in an au you're starting with the character and they have to feel like they're the same person they are in canon except yeah you have to justify why they are that way in an alternate universe where angels don't exist and where monster hunters don't exist and, and so to me that's, that's an interesting challenge anyways because well why would Dean behave this way if he hadn't had the messed up childhood he had like why would Tass be acting so weird and distant and like detached from humanity like if he wasn't an angel like, <laughs> like a totally different yeah. species of being and like what, would, what about their characters in this version of their story would justify them being who they are and that to me is like one of the most fun things about writing AUs. And I know that's not yeah. what we're supposed to be talking about, but hey, that's what we're talking about.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I, I actually really agree with that. And like you said, Flipfest is almost a step further on that because yeah. Yeah. you still want to have those characters there so that they, they are still them, but you've got the additional challenge of maybe some ways that make it easy to relate to those characters. Like if you want to make Dean, you give him his angst and his daddy issues and his impala and you're halfway there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whereas if you've flipped some of those things, you you might not have that to, to root yourself in. So I actually think you have to do obviously more character development work when you're writing like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I know there's a whole list of, of kind of smaller niche bangs. So basically anything that you enjoy, any trope or setting, there's
2: probably going to be something out there for you. Um, Well, there is a trope fest so that, you know, celebrates yes. all of your favorite tropes. Um, That's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you if you want it, there'll be something out there. Like the beauty of fanfic, I guess. <laughs> if you can think it, there'll Very be fic of it.
1: And there's a whole <laughs> list. Um, I think there's a list on. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's a list on Fanlore of a lot of the biggest fangs, or it may be on one of the wikis. I will have to find the list, um, and we can make sure that it's. Yeah, I can link it. Um, but, yeah, there is a list of um, bangs relevant to the Supernatural fandom. Um, it doesn't have everything, um, but if there's a, a bang that's of, say, a reasonable size and has run maybe run more than once a couple of times, um, I think it does tend to be updated quite well on that list, so. Well, I think it's reasonable to say, yeah, if anybody if anybody wants to try a bang, Pinefest is out there, ready for signups. Yes, we are. And they're a friendly bunch yes we try a lot of them do have um some form of communication discord servers are the most common um, where you can meet other authors um you can have a a kind of private safe space to talk about the story that you're writing for that particular bang within the rules of whatever that particular bang might
2: be um Mm -hmm. finding beta readers and it can actually
1: be Yeah, it can be a really good way to motivate yourself to write, maybe, if you're somebody who finds writing to be more of an isolating experience, which I know some people do, Um, because I mean, essentially, we sit here and stare at our screens and talk to ourselves, and (laughs) it's nice to know there are a lot of other people doing that simultaneously.
0: (laughs) So I guess the the sign-ups for authors um, for Pinefest
2: are going until Halloween, right? Yes, Halloween is uh, the last day for author sign-ups. Artist sign-ups will continue through January, through claim- when when claims are going to open.
0: Cool. And do we have a, a date that sign-ups are ending for Media Big Bang handy?
1: We <laughs> do. Yeah, we are actually trialing an entirely different format for MBB this year. Um, oh. So it might be a little awkward to segue into from Pinefest, as so we're going to be essentially running on a whole different setup (laughs) but um so our author signups will actually close on october 9th um and it's going to be a slightly different way of doing things um as art will be posting throughout the process um as a teaser for the fic so it won't all post at once obviously everything will be embedded in the fic and there will still be a master post when it posts at the end um, but art will be able to be posted at several predestined points throughout the process.
0: Oh, wow, that's so, interesting. Yeah,
1: it's just slightly different. Sometimes you got to try something a little different. So we got a lot of feedback from um, artists, kind of reached out to see what we could do to get them more involved earlier in the process. Yeah. Um, so we will see how it goes. That's
0: so cool. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Okay.
2: Uh, anything else we want to talk about with relation to bangs? Well, there's everything from just you know your traditional uh, writers write and then artists art, um, and the reverse with where artists art and then writers write based on the art, and then there's also collaborations between writers and artists. But there's also just monthly writing challenges um, on some of the Discord servers. That if you if you specifically are interested in writing, Death there's. Uh, discord servers that run monthly challenges there's um you know and they run them on tumblr too there's tons of there's bingo there's people who publish post bingo cards where you have to like you know make bingo with the tropes that are included on the card and you know everything for every level of writer or artist who wants to participate in something in fandom there's something for you and I, I love yeah. that about this fandom, is that there's something for anybody who wants to participate. Yeah, I've been in this fandom for
1: several years now. I've lost count for um, a few years now, and I still find, like, I find something new every year.
0: And there's so many ways for us to be involved, too, <laughs> like, if you want to. If you want to, you know, meet other writers or artists or whatever, mm-hmm. there's, plenty there's plenty of ways for to, to do that. So. Oh,
1: yeah. And for readers too because even if they don't write there are still opportunities out there to alpha or beta help with fix um to you know reach out to authors and you know offer that help they may not need it but there are many um particularly kind of newer writers out there who would probably you know very much appreciate new writing friends and 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 readers and Mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of ways in the sick. i think with um remember which bang it is but there are quite a few that have specific uh roles within their servers for people who want to sign up just for that kind of thing that they may not be writing or they may not be arting within the bang itself
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but they can still sign up to do those other kinds of support
2: beta readers editors um even like can i bounce ideas off you because you're somebody who's been in the fandom longer and knows more about this than i do or I don't live in the U S and I'm writing a story set there. Can you help me with details to make this feel realistic? You know, I've done that yeah. for authors too. Like, cause you know, I, I live obviously in the U S listen to me compared to you two.
1: Uh, so <laughs> it's like, well, it's it's kind of the opposite of a, uh, a brick picker for the people yeah. who have been in fandoms like Harry Potter, for example, back mm-hmm. in the day there was um quite the demand for brit picking ethics um, back in the day for that
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's it's just the american version of that
2: yep we pick out your torches and put in flashlights and... yeah i need i need
0: someone to do that to, that's what my beta readers do pull out the torches mm-hmm. and the lifts and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah s's instead of z's <laughs> <laughs> i'm
2: not i'm not even really like um most, most of the people I know who, who I've done that for don't, want, don't, don't care if I change the language. They don't, they're, they're not there for the language. They just want the authenticity of the feel of what they're saying. Like, would a character ever say, oh, I'm just running up to my flat? Not in, yeah. U, not in the U.S. They would never say that. <laughs> and it just sounds... <laughs> yeah. I automatically hear certain phrases in a British accent. And it's like, oh, okay, that went weird. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And so, like, you know... That, that sort of thing, There's, that's a fun thing.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing is really useful to me because even though I have now lived in the US for I can't remember how long I've been here, that's how long it's been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quite quite a while. Um, I still have beta readers go through my fic, and, and it's, it's pretty rare now because obviously I'm here on a day to day basis, so mm. I generally know kind of how things work and how things sound. But every mm. now and again, I will just get a comment from one of them that's literally like, Mel off back to England. <laughs> and I'm just like, do it. <laughs> Did it again.
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get into that voice if you're not used to it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's not even like it's a lot of stuff or it's like constant, but it's just like every once in a while you run across a phrase and all of a sudden the character is Sounds like he's in a Monty Python episode, and it's just like, why? Why is he talking like that? Now there's a crossover we need for Media Big Bang. Yes. Okay. I'm. Where do I sign up for the Media Big Bang? I
0: will totally. I'm expecting it
2: now, mittens. I'm expecting it. I will
0: totally. Please do. Oh, you're so good at writing those those cracky kind of hilarious stories. So that would be perfect.
2: Team Free Will and the Meaning of Life. Yes. Oh. do the holy grail okay <laughs> I can do that oh all those religious themes there'd be so much to play off there <laughs> um. true oh my god and I can have god as god <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, I haven't even finished oh. oh, I haven't even started a pine fest now I've already signed up for some rest. I will. <laughs> I will write it regardless of if it makes it into the, into the thing or not that's on the list.
0: Excellent. <laughs> We've inspired somebody. Our job here is done.
1: <laughs> I feel that this is what happens when any people who write things get together at some point that there, there will be some kind of some kind of prompt that comes out of it usually.
0: Yep. Yeah. Maybe we should start doing that each each time. We'll just come up with some random prompt and go, okay, everyone, <laughs> off you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now see, now I still have to write meaning of life too, because I'm going through the whole thing and I'm like why have they been put through all this, this, all these years? And it's like, goes through each phase of life from birth to death. And I'm just like, yes, I have to write this. I have to write this with Team Free Will. I have to do it now. Like, yeah, you could get really excellent. meta with that. Oh, the salmon moose. It was the salmon moose. That's why they all died. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. I'm back. I'm back now. Uh,
0: I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Are we are we done with, with talking about
1: bangs <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and the many tangents that we went off on during that discussion.
2: <laughs> Why not?
0: <sighs> all right. Well we have to say um thank you very much for coming to talk to us, Mittens.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you.
0: We wish you all the best with um all the Pinefest things and however many bangs you decide to write in the next few
2: months. <laughs> Apparently at least one other. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, I'll put all of the information about the bangs that we talked about and also the fix that we discussed earlier um, on our website. You can find it all at mixtapebookclub.com. Um, so if you're interested in joining up for a bang, um, you, can, you can find the details there.
1: So if you would like to read um, Revenge of the Subtext by The Lovely Mittens, um, we certainly recommend it. It's 80K worth of excellent fix. Um, the link will be included for that one. And the same with Trisha's molting expectations. Um, You'll be able to find a link to that one, and uh, let us know on social media if you enjoy either of those stories. And of course, let the authors know as well. (laughs) Always
0: love the authors if you loved it. Please Please leave comments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing that we should mention um, during this episode is that we are going to be running a giveaway um, in the next week or so after this um, episode goes to air. check out the post on the website i think I, I believe at the moment at least we are going to be giving away um a piece of art from liz Lee, um from her etsy page so um go and take a look at all her beautiful artworks um but you can enter on our website um it's usually it's going to involve something like following us on our different platforms and um We've got. You can now follow us on, on Twitter and on Tumblr and on Instagram and, oh, my God, we've got so many different social media things going on at the moment. But um, please contact us. Uh, let us know what you, you think of um, how the podcast is going so far, any suggestions you've got of ways that we could improve things for you guys. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. So um, that's all we've got to talk about this week.
1: Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Bye. Bye. Bye.